to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. When Paul talked about, I don't want to give you any traps, He's seeing how the enemy can come in, how he can position you, okay? God does join people together. Now I want to talk about faith, all right? We're going to go into three areas before we talk about Rebecca and um, Isaac. So how is God a rewarder of our rewarder of our faith, but how does he, if we diligently seek him and he's a rewarder of our faith, in that scripture, if you read before it, he's talking about without faith you cannot please God. Okay? So we've, we've known that, right? So when you read further, he's basically saying if you believe that God is who he is and that he is a rewarder, that's your faith. So to say he is a rewarder and he is God and he is able, you're pleasing him, first of all. And then we got to think about Faith without works is dead. No, first let me say this one. So then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith, without faith, you cannot please God. That's in um, uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay? And so we know he's a rewarder. That's our faith. But it comes by what? Hearing the word of God. Hearing a word. What is God giving you? What word are you standing on? We're asking for answered prayers. We're saying, hey, the waiting's long. We're saying, hey, pray about everything. It's okay to pray about it. And then he's saying, where's the word behind it? Faith only comes by hearing the word. So what's your word? Has he given you a word? And if he's given you a word, go search out that it lines up with the word. And then has he given you specifically a word from the word? Okay? And stand on that. That's your faith in operation. Then it says, faith without works is dead. So I want to build what kind of faith we need to be walking. Remember I said use this in any area of your life? Right now we're talking to singles. Okay, because it works, because we forget relationships are important to God too. Okay? So faith, can faith work in relationships? Can faith without works work in relationship? We talk about how do we wait. We asked that question earlier. How do we wait? What kind of works do we do with faith in wanting God to bless a marriage to happen in my life? What's those works? So this is what's important to understand, and it's going to make more sense when we talk about Rebecca and Isaac. Um, all through the Bible, in, chap- in, Ro- in Hebrews chapter 11, when it talks about the people of faith, Enoch, he was trying to uh, That's where it comes where no one can please God because of Enoch. It's, it was faith because he believed God was who he was, and he was a rewarder. That's how he had faith. Okay? Okay. Uh, 
Noah. Do you know it had never rained before? Do you know that? And he was building some boat that took 120 years and stood on faith. That was his works. He believed the word. There was no Bible. God spoke a word to him, and he began to build. Okay? Parted the, the people parted the Red Sea. God said, cross the sea, and they crossed the sea, and they were free. They, they went with the word. Everything revolved. Rahab was considered a woman of faith. Why? Because she let down a scarf and let two men stay in her house while the other ones got killed. You know, let, let the spies come in or, you know, the Israelites come. Seems so simple, but she was counted on faith. Her works were God gave her a word, told her what to do, and she worked on it and did, did what she was told. Okay? Faith has works in every scenario, with everything, and it's simple stuff. Uh, a few weeks ago, the message was just starting from something else with the wells that, that Isaac dug and a bunch of other different stuff, and it just shifted a little bit. But Isaac, uh, later on, when he was building well or d digging up the wells and moving forward, it was works. It was, it was a time, everything that each person in the Bible had to do something to move forward to the blessing that they needed, Okay. And I was going to go into the wells. I'm not going to go into it. That would take a whole another 10 minutes. Um, so do you get, so we hear this, right? Faith with works. Um, and I just want to throw this out. For example, in James chapter 2, when he was saying, uh, I thought this was interesting. If you pass someone and see a brother that needs food and clothing, and we go, oh, you know what? Go in peace. May you get your food and get your clothing, get everything that you need. And God's saying, that's not works. Give him the food. Give him the clothes. Pray for him. And sometimes what do we do? And I, and I want to challenge our works a little bit more. Our works unto the Lord to say, if you need something, okay, do I have it? I'm going to give it. Because remember, he says, what you have, give it. If you don't have it, you just don't have it. Okay? So there, there's, there's our faith with works. And this is the process of waiting what your works will look like in this season is the process. So your faith in action is going to be shown by your good deeds. Your good deeds shows your faith. Why? Faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. And the works, the deeds, shows that you have faith. So if you're not doing anything in this season, if you're not praying and believing, if you're saying, I want to be married, but nothing's coming out from it, you're really not showing the faith behind what you're believing for in anything. Okay? Because we're too scared to admit it. Because I don't want to think about it because it means I'm idling it. Oh, it means I'm distracted if I pray for it. No, don't be anxious. Go pray. God wants to honor your prayer. Fervently effective, meaning with strength and power behind it, that it will avail availeth much. Then you leave it at the altar. Okay? So he is saying, what is your faith really showing right now? Ask yourself that. Ponder that. What's your faith showing? There is a waiting process, though. I'm not going to lie. You know? And it does get wearisome. But it's a good place to still be strong in the Lord. It's better. Okay, so do your little checklist, make sure you're whole, 
Make sure your motives are right. Make sure there's no manipulation in your works, especially when it comes into other people's hearts. Not purposely for gain, okay? Your works may not be unto the person you're chasing. That may not be the works in case we're thinking that. The works could be what they will see you do. The works of your faith may be what God honors because you're doing it, so then he causes you to be at the right place at the right time. Your works of your faith will lead you to the right well, to the right place, to the right destination of where you need to go, okay? Not manipulation, not causing things to happen. And, and there's a, and I have to say, in an old-fashioned way, men still do the pursuing. So we can't say men are manipulating if they're trying to pursue someone, okay? Let's get balanced here, thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know, they have to use tactics, I understand. No. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm being for real. If you're ready, I mean, you got to do something, right? Okay. But you, you got a sound mind. Be wise. What's before you? Understand people's personalities. That's another message there. Okay. So let's go into Genesis chapter 24, where it talks about Rebekah and Isaac. So we know, and people know the story, right, for the most part? Okay. So Abraham needs to find a wife for Isaac. So he tells his servant, go find, uh, he's getting old in his age. Sarah has already died. And he said, we need to find a wife for Isaac. Why was it so crucial? It is it was so important that he found a wife for his son. Let me just side note. Remember, back then, the parents did the pairing, okay? So in today's age, the husband would seek, the, the, the man would seek the wife. So relate it to today's times, okay? Relate it to the, today's times a little bit, that it was important to find a mate. In his case, we were this, at stake, because we're the descendants, okay? Many nations came from that marriage. It needed to happen. It was important. And just a side note, you don't know what important things will come out out of two people coming together because we know one can fall, but two send 1,000 a flight, <laughs> 10,000 a flight, and a three-braided cord with the Holy Spirit, okay? is not easily broken. I didn't have those scriptures ready, so you thank you. Um, so there was purpose. So today's age, the man's doing the looking. Back then, the parents doing the looking. The father really needed to go, but he couldn't go. He was older in age and all that, and it was far, and so he sent a servant off. He took 10 camels, a lot of wealth with him, went. He goes, you need to go to where our relatives are, where I'm from. And he says, but wait a minute, what if she doesn't want to come back? Can I take Isaac over there? And uh, if she doesn't want to come back here, can I take him over there? He goes, no, whatever you do, don't do that. Don't go back to the land where God made me leave. This is the promised land. This is where we need to stay. And he goes, okay. He goes, don't worry. The Lord that I serve, the Lord that I've been serving, will send an angel before you to make your efforts successful, to make your mission successful. He's saying, don't worry. So he goes, and um, 
he continues on his path, his journey and all that, and he sits by the well. I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to break this down a little bit as we go. This is what's so important. We use this story many ways, and it's just so rich, so many things. Remember when uh, Paul said, I don't want to put a snare before you, when he was talking about marriage, and if her time of flowers up and all that kind of stuff? That's not how he said flyover, but you know what I'm talking about, the scripture. <laughs> but uh, I like rearranged that sentence. But when her, when she's getting old, <laughs> she's getting too old. Okay, and I also look at it, her bearing years. You know, she can't have children anymore. It's important to God. Hey, she's losing her years of good bearing. God cares about that. So he sends the angel before them so that the mission is successful. And I pondered and pondered and sat on that with the Lord. And I was like, because I was looking at it like, Obviously, to, we, we send angels before us. God's the host of angels, right? There's thousands of angels that worship the throne of God. And I'm thinking, what was this angel going to do, Lord? And it is said that it could have been actually Jesus Christ, okay? The Lord, the Lord himself, the angel of the Lord. And so I'm thinking, but what did he do? So when you know the whole story, he went to the well. I'm like, he's the one that prayed to you and asked to see this and that. And what did the angel do the whole time, you know? He, he made the path successful, but he really saw this pretty woman and caught his attention and went to her and hoped that it was her. This is what God showed me. And if you read where it says that the angel will go before you through Old Testament times and in, 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 uh, Exodus and other scriptures, it was always to go in battle in the spiritual realm. It was always to make a path because the destroyer was always there to hinder. Okay? Let me tell you, there is an enemy that will keep the path from happening of what, to, what a relationship needs to happen and will also make a red carpet for the wrong relationships, okay? He familiar spirits. We've got to be whole. We've got to understand what we keep attracting. That's another one, another message. But so he sent an angel before him to make the path smooth for him, to make... So when he went, because why? When he got there, he still prayed. Not being anxious, Lord, what if I don't find one? But you know what? Let me just pray. Let me pray. Lord, if whoever she, when she comes out, I want her to give me drink, and I want her to give my camels drink. And he still doesn't know if the angel made the path successful. So the woman comes out, she offers him drink, and it's interesting how she offers him drink. She looks at the cam camels, and then she says, oh, let me get the camel's drinks, too. He didn't ask it. She didn't just come and say, oh, let me get it. She, like, looked and noticed faith with deeds, with works. She noticed the mission that was needed. Her focus was to serve and saw a need. Serving and the needs around us bring us in right position, okay? But I like that she noticed things, her heart. Her heart was about the Lord's business, okay, to help a man. And, and we've probably said this in many messages about them, 10 camels. Uh, camels can drink a lot. And, and it says he silently watched, or picture him the whole time just, I would have been like, can you help me? <laughs> but no. But she just went back and forth and, and gave drink to the camels. But you know, he didn't fall to the ground to worship God yet. 
Meaning, let's give an example. This guy's real nice. This girl's real nice. Oh my gosh, I like this about him and that about him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let me worship God. This is the one. And you run off and you haven't even noticed there's red flags or give it time to find out who the person is. He didn't jump up and down because he, the prayer was answered. Feed my camels and give me drink. That was answered. But what was most important? Do you know? He go. That's not yet. When he failed to worship God, what was most important that she was from the house of Abraham, a relative. That's when he found out that she was a relative, when he found out that she was a true Christian, when he found out that he was really serving God with his whole heart, when he knew that it was true brother and sister of Christ, he fell and worshiped God. Thank you for my blessing. Thank you. In today's age, the man's looking. Thank you for my blessing. The woman, thank you for, for bringing me as such a, a man that follows your heart and a woman that follows your heart. And for him, because they looked for their bride, thank you, Lord, for making my plan successful, that there was no hindrance and that you brought me straight to the woman. Okay? So he goes forward, forward he gets excited. She takes him back to the house. Where is the enemy in this whole thing? And we know who he is because he does it again later with Jacob. Laban, her brother. Okay, there was a hindrance there, and it was her choice to leave. It had to have been her choice to leave. Remember I said marriage is a choice? She was about her own business. What if she was, which back then we know that's not how they thought. What if she was, oh, I'm not looking for marriage. I don't know, you know what, I didn't like the way he keeps uh, asking me to go or, you know, we're not even open to find out. We're, we're not, to be brothers and sisters first for the possibilities for God to open the eyes. For, for the possibility of hearing the Holy Spirit versus shut down, okay? But she had to make a choice. And Laban, just side note, he's looking at the jewels and everything, the, the nose rings and stuff that he gave her, and he saw wealth all on her. This man's important. This, so he tells him the story, tells him. The next day he says he can go with them, and then he stops him. No, let, let her stay with us longer. Her and, him and his mom said that. And I like how the certain, no, with no more delay. I'm on a mission, and it's to be successful, and I have to go back. Well, let's ask her if she wants to go. He, he, he expected her comfort zone to keep her there. He expected not to, to take the risk or the chance. But she chose to go, and she went back with him. I say that to say that it is a choice what we decide. But most importantly, are we praying? Are we walking in the faith for it? Are we using scripturally properly? Are we allowing the enemy to distort what truly the word of God is saying? And, and when marriage is talked about, when uh, I think it's in Matthew 19 also, when they, when they try to trip up Jesus, what do you say about divorce, you know? And basically he's saying, well, back then it was because of your hearts that I allowed divorce. And when he tries to tell them later, the disciples say, does, so does that mean that we shouldn't get married? He goes, I'm not saying that. This takes wisdom to understand, he says. And he talks about the other translations won't say it, but the King James Version would call, is it Enochs? 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 Eunuchs. Eunuchs, sorry. My bad. Eunuchs. 
And he's describing they're either born that way, they're made like that by man, or they decide on their own. And he says, you have to take that with wisdom, the way you're going to understand that. God, when he created man and woman, he said, now this is so that the man would leave his father and his wife, father and his mother, and be joined one with her in marriage. Nowhere does Jesus or God say you should stay alone. And there's nothing wrong with being alone. But let's not remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Let's not bring death around scripture for other believers. Let's not bring death around ourselves by not admitting and not going into it in the sound mind way, in the right way. You know, if, if someone says, I found a job, but you're not looking for a job, you can't get excited, but you're excited. Hey, you found a job. That's awesome. You need a job. Let's pray. I don't need it. I don't feel what she feels, but I know it's good that you find a job. Let's hold marriage for what it is and what Jesus is trying to say. And the, how do you say it again? Enochs? Eunuchs. Why can't I forget it? I don't know if you guys knew what that is. I didn't know, but it's someone born without, um, what's the proper way to say this right now? Private parts. parts. Yeah. How did you say it? Yes. Yes. That they're born like that. And then back then, kings made them that way so that they wouldn't mess with their concubines and all that. Okay? So that Jesus is saying, those are the people that don't get married. And then, of course, there's some that dedicate their whole life to me. Not date occasionally, and I don't want to get married. I just want some companionship, and let's go hang out. No, their life is dedicated to God. That is the gift that Paul and so few will have. Like I said, I don't have the gift of celibacy. I have the fruit of the Spirit. And... I have to be patient. But what I want us to come in agreement, the power, the power we can have in agreement is to believe that God wants marriages and that the devil will try to hinder that in the distress of the age we're in, the way Paul says, because of what's going on, let me pretend I'm Paul here, because of what's going on in the world and how marriage is looked upon, and what's on TV that everyone's sleeping around, let's be in one accord here for, to believe that right marriages will start coming together, that the right people will meet each other, and that if children are going to be born in this generation, that it will come from godly parents, and not from these, from other types of relationships. Let's believe that if my sister in Christ is ready to get married, she would make an awesome person for a husband. And I want to pray, Lord, bring anyone in my remembrance that if I meet people, that I would, that I would remember my sister. Remember Joseph in prison? Remember me when you get out. And he forgot about him. Married people are to remember us. That, that's why it is a blessing. Tokes and his wife have a singles ministry. They're sowing seeds into your all's life. So in one accord, right? Even for those that don't want to be married, for one accord, for those who want to be married, that we're breaking down walls, breaking down pride. We're going to get healthy. 
you know what, Lord, I'm not in that position, but I want to be positioned right. I'm not showing works with my faith, but I want to begin to serve you. Not just do works, not just be busy, but I want to serve you with purpose. I want to rest with purpose. I want to put you first with purpose. I want to be able to open my eyes and I speak to the men to be brave, to, to understand the spirit of God, to look with spiritual eyes, to know that, um, I just speak wisdom over all of us on that part. But anyways, so can we say in agreement? I want us to pray over that, okay? Are we in agreement? Because it's power in agreement, okay? So Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Father God, that it is truth. We thank you that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you, Father, that it divides from the bone and the marrow, which is the spirit and the soul. And I pray that you would cause spirit and soul to be separating us, to be made whole, healthy, and the spirit would rise up in you, Father God, that we would be strong in you with sound mind, Father God. I pray over any heartaches, bitterness, anything that would hinder us from the future plans that you have, Father. I pray that healing, your healing power will be over all of us. I pray for instant deliverances and being set free instantly over bondage. I pray that this message has broken uh, mindsets in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would lead people to watch this so that mindsets shall be broken. Lord, I pray if there's anything that they're speaking, that the enemy would speak against this, that you would reveal truth some way, somehow. I thank you that your word is not a lie and that it shows to be truth and that you spoke it tonight and we receive it with a whole heart. I pray, Father, under one accord that all of us would begin to honor what you created, that you would make it whole in all of us. Father, I pray that you would cause paths to come together, divine connections. I pray that we would lift up marriage and honor it for what it is. And I pray, Father, that we would enjoy the season and the waiting period. But I pray, Father God, that you would begin to reward your children for having open hearts. I pray that you would reward them, Father God, when they begin to pray about it. I thank you, Father, that you will protect them from being anxious or worried or idling it or focused on it but you would cause them, Father, to rightfully pray in strength and boldness and confidence in you. I pray that we would remember one another and that we would be most importantly treat one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that you reveal, Father God, who is before us. I pray that you give us stillness and patience, Father, until the times to move on it and act on it. I pray that healthy, strong relationships will build up in the body of Christ. I thank you, Father, for new beginnings a refreshing over the body of Christ. I pray, Father God, that you would burden the hearts of married couples to remember their their, uh, brothers and sisters and to remember where they were. We thank you, Father God, that you want to answer every prayer in our life, every lack that we have, Father. And I pray our faith will rise up in you because you are the author and finisher of it. And I pray, Father, that you will begin to surround us with right people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you and thank you. 
It is done. Father, begin to give us words of life. Each person, give them revelation and words of life over this. Let us all of a sudden just have the rightful words at the right time for the right people. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.